At the dawn of civilization, the greatest philosophers determined that the world was composed of the five rings, air, earth, fire, water, and the void. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. All right, welcome back to Podcast of the Five Rings. How is everyone doing today? Super duper. Yep. Super duper duper. Adjective. (laughs) (laughs) so let's go around the table and remind everybody who we have playing today first we have heath oh man that's twice in a row he started with me dude it's it's an honor (laughs) welcome back everyone i'm kai utomo as you may or may not remember i am patiently waiting in this courtroom that we we ended in waiting for shit to go down or go up who knows could go either way it might even go sideways yeah, actually, that makes more sense. Okay, next, we have Zach. Zach, please tell us about your characters. Uh, Ikoma Kenshi. I'm a bit fatigued right now, and uh, my stomach's got a little rumblies, and I think I got a bit of bad gas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Overall, not doing very <laughs> I well. I forgot about that. That was going to be a yeah. thing for when he was in the court, in the room with me and the Lord. Uh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yes, then, that is that is. Oh, uh, man, Kenshi's... what if our all of our plans are foiled by just a badly timed fart? I like to remind everybody at home that Kenshi's adversity is bad gas. Yes. <laughs> That's what we actually decided on. That's not even a joke. That's canon. That's canon. That's canon. It affects me in real life, uh, so it might as well affect me in the game. Raising awareness. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we have Logan. Logan, tell us about your character. Soshi no Borzu, a scorpion in familiar lands, dealing with some unfamiliar and uncomfortable situations. I like that. Yeah, that was good. Nice was, and it short. Was, it was tasteful too. Thanks. Yeah, nothing about Thanks. bad gas. I just came up with that like a few seconds. <laughs> I just came up with that like a few seconds ago too. Usually it uh, takes me a minute. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'll give you. No, I'm not gonna give you anything. About it. Okay, yeah. sweet. That's fine. <laughs> just your kudos is enough. Give it like a pat. You on get the back. kudos from the GM, <laughs> and of course, I'm your GM, Nick. Yay. Yay. I like oh. that too. That was oh. short and sweet, oh, like yeah. to the point. I'll hold for applause. Thank you. <laughs> is that what makes the introduction classy is holding for the applause? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you have to imagine when people are listening at home or in their cars or wherever they're listening to us that they are applauding after every time. Uh, it's to be expected. Yeah. I mean, it would be rude not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Now we can just start putting in uh, canned laughter and stuff into the into the Ooh, podcast. Nice. Into like the show. That. We'll get the laugh we'll track. get the laugh track from friends. Yeah. Sitcom. Specifically that rings. one. Yeah. <laughs> we that's <laughs> what this show needs. We need a sitcom laugh track. Mm, that would yeah. add so much. <laughs> yeah, because no one knows when to laugh, you know. <laughs> it's a humorous show, guys. <laughs> We've already talked too much about too horrible of an idea. Like what if <laughs> no, but what if Matt hear me out. What if every time you fail the dice roll there was like a laugh was track. Just, or it was like the classic like... <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like this idea. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Discord. Yeah, we'll try it out on one of the next episodes. Now for my least favorite part of every episode. The friggin' recap. This is my favorite part. It's me nice and ready to go sit back relax yeah i got a sip of my drink and yeah exactly i gotta get my podcast voice on whenever i do this get to listen to nick's soothing narrative voice that deep tenor is tenor i thought tenor was high Tenor's not too high i thought it was alto tenor yeah tenor's below an alto tenor's tenor's like medium you're maybe a maybe a baritone baritone am i a baritone baby any music experts uh, shout out in the Discord? <laughs> what do you think Nick's vocal range is? <laughs> what is Nick's vocal range? What is Nick's vocal range? Previously on Podcast of the Five Rings, Kenshi and Burrow, wearing the armor of Tagashi Yoshi, sat in the temple of Shosuro, where a priest lay decapitated, Tsubasa's sword still dripping with blood. Stepping out of their private chamber, the samurai saw the temple full of confused bystanders, speaking in frightened tones to one another and a handful of priests rushing down the hall to investigate the incident. Tsubasa immediately claimed that the priest had tried to attack them and pointed to the knife he had planted in the hands of the dead monk. Following the scorpion's lead, Burrow and Kenshi stuck to the alibi which Tsubasa had crafted. 
With their stories straight, the three samurai convinced the commoners in the temple to leave and allow them and the priests to work out what happened. Leveraging their status over the lowly monks, the party also managed to evade the ire of the angry priests living in the temple. Once outside the temple, the samurai told the story to Tomo and Akari and explained that they needed to leave Gina Sutra immediately, as their cover-up will not protect them forever. On the road outside of town, Tsubasa revealed that he knew someone, or something, among them was tainted. Thinking quickly, he knew their best bet at escaping the temple without anyone finding out would be to swiftly execute the only person with testimony against them and create an alibi to protect them. The party then decided to share the dark secret of Yoshi's armor with Tsubasa. The samurai tried to think of a way to expel the taint from the armor, but they came up short. Tsubasa finally resigned that he might know someone who could help them and that this person was not out of their way. The party rode east to Kayuden Bayushi, the Scorpion Clan seat of power. Here, Tsubasa spoke with the guards stationed at the wall, protecting the castle town, and took the samurai to a nearby inn to await for their invitation to the palace. Along the way, the party noticed people recognizing Tsubasa. Some would see him and walk the other way, others would see him and begin laughing. Inside the inn, Tsubasa explained that he was raised in this castle and its adjoining town, and that he had an unsavory reputation from his youth. He partook in all manner of illicit activities when he was younger but his father sent him away to the Caillou Wall to learn discipline and become a true samurai. After waiting at the inn for a while, dignitaries from the castle invited them up to the palace. The party marveled at the splendor and mystery surrounding the castle and were shook by its dichotomous nature, both unendingly hospitable and deeply intimidating at the same time. Before long, the party was seated in an opulent audience chamber face to face with the Lord Bayushi himself champion of the scorpion clan and that's where you guys are now i want to i want to make it clear to you guys because maybe i didn't make this clear before and this is definitely somebody that burrow would recognize but this is the daimyo of the bayushi family and head of the scorpion clan the scorpion clan champion that you guys are seated with now he comes out in his black kimono and his red demon mask that covers his entire face and Burrow immediately recognizes him and reminds you guys of just who it is that you're talking to now. And before we get started, the characters leveled up and would like to go over their new uh, stat increases. Yeah. So I actually I picked a nice little ninjutsu. Ninja technique. Ninja skill. A little ninja skill. <laughs> ninja tech. And I got myself the Noxious Cloud. So now I can poison some people if they get too close to me. What, the Noxious Cloud? Isn't that Kenshi's ability? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh nice. Very but, nice. Um, oh. That's my one joke for the episode. Yeah. That was a good one. Oh, that, was that was pretty good. Nice. Yeah, well used. Thank well, you. Well placed. Thank you. So who's next? <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I learned a new technique called Tributaries of Trade, and it, as doing so, I ranked up to rank three in my school. Oh, yeah. I'm a pretty big boy now. We got a rank three bard. Mm-hmm. Damn. Scary. I'm still mm-hmm. a lowly rank two engineer. One, one of these days. Yeah. yeah. Should have paid attention more in school, kid. <laughs> IRL, you're a rank three, though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I hate to make Tomo feel left out, but I also got up to rank three <laughs> by leveling up my theology to three. Very intimidating. Nice. What do you guys get from mm. your rank three? Um, I get to have four different mystical scripts uh, existing at one time. Oh, those are like the the scrolls I can put. You my should you should make in. us some scrolls. Yeah, I'm gonna make you guys. So yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that I, I made some scrolls and handed them out to you guys uh, before we walked in to meet the uh, to meet Lord Bayushi. Well, haiku. We'll say I gave each of you guys. A, I gave you guys each a scroll of Path to Inner Peace and in the Embrace of Kenro Jijin, which is the spell that lets you like walk on stone walls and like walk through stone and oh, like, metal yeah. and stuff like that. Gonna need that in case you need to make a speedy getaway. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of that was like applicable to the situation. <laughs> and uh, what does Kenshi get for ranking up to rank three in his? School? Oh, so it adds to my school ability. So. Now, when I use Heart of Lion, I can take away up to six or give or transfer six strife to someone. Cool. That's all very exciting. Give you stress and boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are seated there. And the Lord Bayushi says, 
Thank you for having this meeting with me. Subasa said that he wanted an audience with me and that I could be of assistance to you. It is my pleasure to host you here, but I need to know what is this uh, that I can help you with. I bow deeply and thank him for the audience. And I, I look at Burrow and look at Kenshi and I kind of nervously start telling him about how we bound Yoshi to the armor and tell him that we think uh, that there was an issue and that while Yoshi's spirit is in the armor, uh, we believe there is a tainted spirit in the armor as well. Yeah, a guy got electrified in the temple. So you tell your story to him and he is expressionless. You can't get anything out of him. Um, and he wears this red demon mask that covers his entire face and you can't you can't see any of his facial reactions when you speak and he's motionless like a rock. And he says, very well, I think I can aid you. I have in my retainership here at Kaiyuden Bayushi some of the greatest scholars of the Yoga Wardmaster School. Admittedly, we do not know of a way to expel the spirit from the armor. Unfortunately, I believe that the only way that may be done would be through Kuni magic. Shadowlands Taint is a very serious thing in Rokugan, and we do not know of a way to expel it. The best we can do is send them to the Kuni and have the Kuni work with them. But I know of your mission. I know you're going to Odosanuchi, and the best that I can do is I can ward the armor from detection. It won't be a permanent fix, but it may be just enough for you to complete your mission and then return to the Kuni lands afterwards to expel the armor. What do you mean by ward? He explains that he can mask it so that no one would be able to tell that the armor is tainted. Is it just masking it or does it like contain it as well? Both. Be able to contain it as well as mask it so that nobody would be able to detect that it's tainted. I step forward and I say, Lord Bayushi, first of all, it's a pleasure to see you again. It's been a long time. I would request that if this is the plan that I be taught this ward. I am I am a Shugenja of the Yoga Ward Masters, and I think it would be beneficial in case something happens with the uh, ward that's placed on it here that I'm, I am able to perform the ritual again and ensure the armors and our safety at Odosan Uchi. He says that learning the ritual would take a great deal of time and study, and that the resources needed to learn it are housed here in Kayuden Bayushi, and you do not have the time to learn this ritual. However, afterwards, there may be time. After your mission. Uh, I want to ask uh, Lord Bayushi, will you be attending the uh, Winter Court at Odosanuchi? He says I will be. However, I will be late. I've already spoken with this to the Emperor, and I have another appointment that I must meet before I go there. In fact... It would be Burrow's father's winter court that I am expected at. I must make an appearance there before I can move on to Odosanuchi. Raise my eyebrows beneath my mask. Can I get a can I get a little sidebar with uh, Kenshi and Burrow? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? This feels like a trap. I think he's not going to do anything, and I think he wants that spirit to come out in Odosanuchi and create a power vacuum so that he can take over. Well, if he doesn't do anything, I'd be able to tell. I feel like I'm a good enough wardmaster to be able to know if, like, the spell has been placed on the item successfully. I mean, but he could probably really? make, make the spell expire. I'm pretty good, bro. Rank three? What? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Now that you just, say that, yeah, that seems even crazy. Especially, he just said he's not going to be there. He just said he's going to be late. That's true. That's a pretty good alibi. He said he's going to be there. It's a good alibi. Pretty good alibi. We should ask him how long the ward lasts for. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it lasts for It sounds like it lasts for a, a while. Long enough. If he's, if he's, it's not, well, it could just be fake. We could just be saying whatever. But it sounds like it's supposed to last for like the whole time. What well, can you do like a maybe a, with your new theology, do a little check to see if... A, yeah, can I do a check is? to see if that's like a real thing? If that's like a... An ability that like the yoga ward masters have and it would like realistically last that long or if he's just like bullshitting us i mean it is a ward and they are the ward masters well yeah yeah so do a check i'll say that this is something that you know and that that checks out that's true okay 
that the Warden Masters... It can masters, last for like weeks at a time. It can last a very long time. Okay. Um, and you've heard of things like this happening before. You just didn't think about it because your top priority wasn't with masking the taint, but trying to expel it. You know what I mean? So it didn't come to your mind immediately. But now that he says this, you're like, yeah, that's an option. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Can we ask uh, Lord Bayushi if the ward would also mask Yoshi's spirit or would it just mask the, the evil spirits within? It would only mask the taint. Sounds pretty ideal if it works. If the best ward masters are here. Do I know the best war- the best yoga ward masters? He I mean, names, I would have studied He names them. them all by name and they check out. You're like salivating. You're like, these are like the best guys in this field, yeah, yeah, in yeah. my family, in this field of study that I've chosen. These are like the top names. All right. I want to ask Lord Bayushi, why are you so willing to help us? And he says, because you're heroes of Rokugan. And he tells you that he has heard every story coming out of what you guys did in Shiro Haruma. He's read Burrow's journal. He's seen the blueprints of um, that, uh, that Tomo found. He's heard all of the songs that have been recorded. Um, and he knows what you guys did for Rokugan. And he, he says that he is eternally grateful on behalf of the Empire and that he feels that it is his great duty to help you. Man, this guy's really stroking our egos here. Yeah. Lord Bayushi, I have a personal question, if I may. What, a, what, are you, what are you going to my father's court for? What's the purpose of, of, of his gathering? What's on the agenda? Of your father's court? Yeah. I've been out of touch with my father recently. And he, he says it's... It's kind of run-of-the-mill mundane things it's a lot of like tax levels figuring out what roads need to be improved figuring out uh, what counting this year's yield across the uh, clan um lands and figuring out and he tells you it's mostly mundane things he says as champion of the scorpion clan though he is expected to make an appearance however he also is expected at the um emperor's winter court and He's worked it over with your father, and he's worked it over with uh, the emperor, and uh, they they know the arrangement that he's going to be at one for a little while, and then he's going to show up late to the other. Oh, bro, maybe you could do that too. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to see my father. He says, "Speaking of your father, how's he doing? He misses you. Oh, as a matter of fact." He said that he invited you to his winter court and that uh, you sent a very discrediting letter back to him. And he says that he misses you. Bro, take a strife. Ah, damn it. Bro, stay strong, man. Yeah, turn away shamefully. And while I'm not not even looking at him, I'm just like, I'm my own man now my own obligations i can't bend to every beck and call that my father has i agree that's what he says he says i agree with you the uh, calling of the emperor trumps any call and you made the right decision in going to the emperor's court instead of his a reasonable man good seeing you again lord bayushi it is always a pleasure burrow give him a deep bow i turn back around looking at the ground shamefully i give him a big deep bow I go and I sit down. Okay. Well then, uh, back to the matter at hand. <laughs> and now I'm just sitting and like sulking. <laughs> what What do you What do you guys think? Should we accept his offer? I'm nervous, trusting a scorpion. I, but it all checks out, though. It checks out. Can I be present when the ritual is performed? You may. When the ward the ward is being placed, you may all be present in order to witness the ritual. Okay. That's pretty fair. I think that's our best bet right now. Yeah, that's true. We can always look for more ways to expel him from the armor before we get there. This is a good band-aid. Hmm. Okay. Well, then I think uh, I think we'll tell Lord Bayushi that we agree to his offer and gratefully accept it. He says the pleasure is mine in order to help some true heroes of Rokugan. And he says, in fact, I had so much reverence for you. I wanted to give you a gift. And then some of his servants come out. And on a pillow is a beautiful silk headband. 
It's violet and an intricate design of flowers in turquoise and orange. And it's presented to Kuniakari. Mm. And he says, I've heard of what happened to you. And I was hoping that you'd be at Otosan Uchi so I could give this to you there. But I'll give it to you now instead. And he says, please take this gift on behalf of the Empire. And Akari bows and she takes it and she puts it on and it's a headband to cover her eyes where she lost, where she took the wound. That's badass. That is hella badass. It's got like flowers and stuff on it? Yeah, it's got a really intricate like flower design. It's, It's really fine silk and it's threaded with a really intricate pattern on it. That's sweet. Should should we tell him about the the logging, the logging company stuff with that other crab guy? Uh, that gonna be bringing up all the hair stuff and I've, you know there is a way to bring not, it up. It's not without a you know hair, being rude no. about it. Yeah, that is true. I do have we do have the gem. You do the yeah. gem from the sword stand. You do. Don't yeah. even bring up the hair. Just bring up the crab, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. I could. All right, I'll, I'll let you him think, know. You think we should tell? I mean, it's up to you, man. You're the crab guy. Maybe you lead it off with the logging, and then I'll I'll soothe it over with by giving him the gem. You didn't give the him, why are you gonna give him a gem? All right, yeah. Um, Lord Bayushi, uh, on our travels, uh, we came across the Shinoman Forest and found that it has been logged severely, and as a result of all this logging, uh, it seems that the spirits have been disturbed and. There were uh, stone kami attacking people that were harvesting the wood, attacking nearby villages. Do you know anything about this? And he says that the emperor gave him the order to destroy the hair clan. And as a loyal servant of the emperor, he had to oblige. And he says that he has great reverence and respect for the crab clan and that is why he allowed the remains to be given over to the crab clan what happened after that with shinoman forest he doesn't really know anything about okay um yeah i was i was curious as to why the yasuki family was running the logging company and not a scorpion family but and he says it's because the yasuki family do a great deal of honor to the empire for what they do they supply the warriors on the wall and he says that the Crab Clan are the true defenders of the Empire, and he would be willing to give them anything to support their cause. Man, you're saying all the right things, Lord Bayushi. <laughs> you really are. Well, Pretty okay. Stand-up dude. He's a stand-up he's guy. Dude. Um, yeah, he's really earning my trust, and it's it's scary. It's scary how much you're earning <laughs> my trust. It's scary how convincing he is. And he speaks completely emotionlessly. He's like a log, a stone. He doesn't move, and you see zero facial expression when he talks. Um, I, I'd also like to ask him about the, uh, the Lion-Crane War and any, okay. any developments. He says that the tensions between the two clans have been mounting for a long time, but they finally exploded in a number of military battles, which has quickly become the bloodiest war in recent memory in Rokugan. Foremost of those battles being centered in the city of Toshiranbo, which is the largest city in Rokugan, even larger than Oda Sanuchi. And it's been a long contested city between the two clans. It was declared a neutral zone, and the local government did not allow either side to deploy troops within the city, um, an armistice that both sides respected. However, recently the crane had taken the city without a fight, and the lion were unable to reclaim it. Some say the crane had blackmailed or bribed the local magistrates. Others claim it was simply clever diplomacy. He says, To make things worse, Matsu Agame, the lead lion diplomat in Toshi Ranbo, was discovered to be having an affair with Doji Mako, the daughter of the crane general stationed in the city. Scandalous. While Agame was committing seppuku, a stray arrow... <laughs> From the dark of night, slew him immediately, preventing him from making up for his lost honor. Both sides blame the other for the arrow, but neither side takes claim. The lion took this as a provocation for war, and the conflict escalated into the battle of Gaiju Shindai. Both the lion and crane 
claim that there were dark spirits at this battle, possessing their armies and forcing even more bloodshed. They both claim the other side was conducting Maho to conjure these spirits. Dang. What was the name of the, uh, the crane, the crane mistress? Doji Mako. And then he says, after Gaiju Shinde, the crane then went on to retake their fortress of Shiro no Yojin, furthering their grasp on the region. And he says that many believe that their sights are now aimed at Shiro Okoto, which is the main lion stronghold. <gasps> he says that the emperor is furious. Rumor has it that he has ordered the champions of these two clans to come to a peaceful agreement and settle this dispute in his winter court. Sounds like things are going to be oh, feisty. Man. We have to go. There's very, very <laughs> bad blood on both sides. And we're going to be an interesting one. We're going to be like the, I don't know, the the fun-loving. The like halftime show? Know. Yeah, we're going to be the halftime show. the halftime show. To bring everyone together. I don't know, man. They're probably trying to use us. I'm afraid Bayushi's using us, but. Yeah, I kind of am too. It's whatever. I'll I'll be a pawn. Yeah, we'll deal with it. Deal with them as deal with the blows as they come. You know. Yeah. Can I ask him where he where he sides in this war? He says first and foremost, my clan is sided with the emperor, and we will do anything within our power to protect the emperor from any of these outside forces which may create a disturbance in his court or in his city. And he says that. Scorpion clan do not declare allyship with either clan in their war effort. Do you know how the emperor stands on this? He says the emperor is furious and he needs this conflict to come to an end immediately because this is already one of the bloodiest wars in a long time in Rokugan and it has the potential to spiral out and become even bloodier and drag in even more manpower and resources and even more of the clans to get involved. And he says it needs to end as soon as possible. Who are the people that are driving this war? Who are the top generals, I guess? He says that the heads of the two clans, of the crane and the lion, are both very young and inexperienced young men. He says first, on the crane side, the leader is Doji Hoturi, a young, inexperienced, and naive Samurai. He says his father, Doji Satsume, former crane champion and emerald champion, was the real mastermind. While Satsume forged alliances, led successful military campaigns, and allowed the crane lands to prosper and grow, Haturi lived a soft and sheltered life as a playboy in Kaiyuden Doji. With him taking the mantle as leader of the Crane clan after the sudden death of his father, many fear his incompetence and immaturity will lead the clan to ruin. Many more speculate that the recent conflict in Toshi Ranbo is nothing more than a young boy trying to prove himself as a man. He says, I would not be saying these things if they were not already widely known truths. He's the son of the Emperor, Emerald Champion that died? Yes. Is that one? And then the Lion? The Lion Clan is led by Okoto Toturi. He says, in many ways, Toturi is similar as Hoturi, a young man who had responsibility thrust upon him before he was ready. His brother, Okoto Arasao, died at Toshi Ranbo, and now Toturi is forced to take up the mantle. However, it's widely known that Toturi wants peace. He wants his conflict to end. Many of the other lion daimyos see this, combined with his inability to win battles against the crane, as a weakness. And he says, Both clans are in difficult positions, being led by such young men who have responsibility thrust upon them before they were ready. Um... This is, I guess, like me just thinking to myself, would I know Haturi at all? Um, uh, would you know yeah. Koto Toturi? Yeah. You definitely Toturi. would know of him. I don't know if yeah. you've ever met him, but you definitely okay. would know of him. Okay. And maybe your character has his, has his own opinions about Toturi and whether or not he's a good leader, you know, mm -hmm. and about the war itself. I heard Toturi is rather flexible. Yes, he's famous for his nimbleness and his flexibility. <laughs> it's quite the acrobat <laughs> in battle he bends like a reed <laughs> you guys have anything else you want to say to him um is there a workshop i could use uh a smithing chamber and it says yes by all means in this castle um I'll, I'll let you use the castle forge sure and he kind of motions towards one of his servants and they sort of bow out and i, I bow thank you 
Um, I want to ask him if he can take a message to my father when he goes to his winter court. Before we get to that, did you want to show him that blood, that, that gem that was oh, like yeah. red in the yes. shape of a teardrop? Yeah, I, uh, I reach into my, my pack and I pull out the, the gem, the like ruby that was in the sword stand that I broke in frustration at Shiro Usagi. And uh, I sh- show it to Lord Bayushi, and I and I tell him the story about how we got it, how we we found it in the remains of Shiro Usagi in a hidden compartment during the the siege of the Earth Kami on the place. Um, and I tell him about the visions that I that me and Akari had with the uh, the spirits and the corpses, you know vomiting blood and all that and telling us that blood was the price of ambition and that there was a sword stand in the vision and that this gem came from it and if he knows anything about what any of that means you show it to him and he looks it over carefully and he says that this is some precious heirloom of the clan probably and he says that he was not personally at the attack of the castle and doesn't know if one of his own took the sword or if the hair hit it somewhere, or if there was a survivor of the attack who ran away with it. He says that the possibilities go on and on, and he's not sure what this is or what any of that could mean. Does this gem have value? He says, to my eyes, granted I am not a gem cutter, it looks like it has value. It looks like a very nicely cut gem. Pretty shiny, yeah. (laughs) Also, one last thing. Will you take a message to my father uh, when you go to his winter court? What would that be, Honorable Soshi? I'd like the message to read. Father, my absence in your court is not out of malice, but for my duty and loyalty to the emperor and to a greater cause. You always said that my my belief in duty and loyalty was lacking. I'm trying to work on that. I hope you'll understand. I love... Go. I love you, Dad. <laughs> what? Big old turn. I don't like this. No, no, scratch that, scratch that. I tell him don't do that. Never mind. I'm just kidding. It's too strong, too strong. Yeah, you're coming um, on way too strong. You sound desperate. Yeah, I sound desperate. Okay, I sound yeah. needy. That's, that's yeah. not a, not a good look. You've been you've been playing hard to get, and that's yeah. why your dad said he missed you. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I tell him fell hook line and see. Yeah, I did like the way that felt though. You know, that was it was a nice moment. Well, then you got to keep making him chase it. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, so I tell him to do all the first part of the message and just omit the, the I love you part. And then um, he, he's got servants waiting in the wings um, that once you started talking, he kind of like, you know, snapped his fingers and they came running over with a parchment and pen and they wrote everything down. And the Lord Bayushi says this will be sent immediately. Sounds good. And how far is um, your daddy's place from here? He says it's about... A day or two's travel from here. So close yet so far. Yeah, we gotta go to the courtroom. Gotta see, gotta go see the emperor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I had for him. Uh, thank you again, Lord Bayushi. Yeah, you're really chill, man. You're super chill, and you're doing us a big favor. We really owe you one. You honor the em- <laughs> emperor. Very I have, well. I've got one more thing. Sorry to just keep this going. <laughs> no, nah, keep it coming. On on. Keep it coming. Yeah, and sorry to our listeners. You know, this is just so much narrative. Um, As a GM, I'd be a little disappointed if you didn't ask some questions. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it is. Um, Lord Bayushi, what what is your relation to Bayushi Subasa, and why were you so willing to take him into your court? It seems like he's got somewhat of a negative reputation here, yet it seemed like almost instantly we were able to receive court with the head of the Scorpion Clan. And he says that he knows, so uh, the Lord Bayushi says that he knows his father very well. And that it's true that Subasa had a very negative reputation in his youth. But since moving to the Crablands, I feel that he has proved his worth as a samurai. And I know his true honor, and I believe that he has redeemed himself. And so I feel comfortable taking his requests. Thank you. And he says, thank you. It is a deep pleasure to work with the heroes of Rokugan, the heroes of Shiro Hiruma. And he says, I believe that our clans, the Scorpion and the Crab, can or should deepen their relations with each other. That he believes they are the two clans that know truly what it means to defend the Empire and do what it needs, do what needs to be done in order for the safety of its people. Put my arm around Tomo and I'm like, well, we're living <laughs> proof of what 
a scorpion and a crab can do when they work together. Yep. We, you know, we, we both... <laughs> Sorry, uh, Catchy. <laughs> oh, man. The scorpion and the crab aren't so different. We have a hard outer shell and a couple of pinchers. We're pretty crustaceous. Yeah. Down inside, we're all a little crustaceous. Yeah. Here, here. <laughs> and he says, I agree that they are the two clans that truly know what honor means and loyalty. I thank him. And I bow once more and say that that's all I have, Lord Bayushi. Yeah. I think that's all I got. I go over to Akari and I whisper in her ear, the headband looks beautiful. Really accentuates. It's an eye band. <laughs> it really accentuates your delicate forehead and cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like um, a badass Mortal Kombat. I like character. how I feel like yeah. Lord Bayushi like Loki has a crush on Akari from all the stories or something. She sounds hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happens is um, he's going to start helping you with the armor like he promised. And so he's, he's commanding his servants around um, who are kind of like waiting in the wings. And he kind of commands like the top servant and that servant kind of pushes down uh, the line. And, uh, and he says, you, you heard him. You heard what the Lord Bayushi showed you. You heard what he commanded. And then um, they kind of scurry off to work on the armor. So... Um, all right, you guys leave the audience chamber, and uh, he gave Tomo free reign of the armory, um, and one of the servants is leading you away towards the armory. They, uh, a bunch of the servants go back to your quarters, where you presumably left um, the armor, and uh, they take the armor down into um, a temple, like a shrine. And I'm, like, traveling with the armor the whole time. Right, and you're with I'm, the like, armor. staying with them. And they, they take it to a, a temple where it can be uh, worked on by some yoga ward masters true masters of the yoga wards it is a deep honor to be in the presence of such masters of the ward mastering craft i it's i can't believe i'm meeting you can't you what were you going to do i guess just go follow him i guess i don't Ooh, know yeah. go check it out okay so you're seated in this temple and these masters come out and they're they're writing multiple like all kinds of different um like uh scrolls and imbuing them with magic. And um, you feel like a really deep sense of powerful spiritual attunement. Like, it's hard for you to describe, but you do feel like you're witnessing something kind of otherworldly happen right now. Something very deeply powerful. And um, and they put these wards on the armor. And you you uh, you sense that there's there's sort of like... It's hard to describe. There was sort of like an underlying discomfort in the room. Almost like, you know, sometimes when you hear a hum in a room and you can't figure out what exactly it is and then it stops, you notice when it stops. And that's kind of the feeling that you get when they finish their wards on uh, Yoshi's armor and you feel more comfortable in a way that you can't quite explain, more at peace. Kenshi actually says his stomach hurts and he actually just goes to sleep because he wants to get rid of his fatigue. <laughs> All right, Kenshi goes to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and then Yoshi's like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> am, am I there? Can we say I go smith my thing later? It's sure. Late. Yeah, okay, you follow them in there because you did yeah. say you wanted to witness it. Yeah. And um, you can see Burrow is geeking out because these are like the top Shugenja in like his... <laughs> His yeah. order, you know, and he's like, these are like some big names. Dude, mm. Burrow's just so impressionable. He gets one I mm. love you from his dad, tries to tell him. <laughs> Not even from his dad, but from a guy who knows his dad. Yeah. <laughs> he gets all crazy. Like, yeah, she's like, I thought you loved me, bro. I'm I'm love starved. Did you okay. say you love your dad? What? I'm not good enough? My armor? <laughs> Don't I what? satisfy you? You can't. <laughs> My armor doesn't satisfy you? You can't blame a boy for wanting a relationship with his father. Bro, play it cool, man. That's all I'm trying to tell you. So, um, you sensitive guys, about my dad, all right? It's a sore spot. He's, you guys, you guys funny. witness the ritual take place, and um, the armor looks exactly the same. They've imbued it with these powers, and you see the priests walk by with pieces of jade, and it seems to have no reaction. Burrow walks up with the jade. He does it. He feels no reaction. All of you, in turn, do the same thing, and you notice that jade has no reaction to the armor anymore. Nice. I go up to the armor and I uh, knock on it a couple times. Hey, Yoshi, you still in there? Yeah, I'm still here. 
How's it, how's it feeling there, man? Can I, like, uh, do a roll to see if I still feel it inside? You'd still feel it. Yeah. You definitely would still feel it. It's, uh, still here, but, I mean, I guess the jade's not doing anything about it. All right, so, you know, we, we put some makeup on you kind of thing, you know, uh, you feel the same on the inside, but on the outside, it's a little better. Yeah, you're looking real good. Yeah. Walking on sunshine. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Yoshi's still in Kenji's yeah. Thunder. <laughs> Way to look on the bright side, man. It's nice that you've been practicing your singing while you've been <laughs> stuck yeah. in the armor. I usually just do the, the ohms, but I mean, like, sometimes you gotta mix it up. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Can't just rely on the ohms. Yeah. yeah. And, um,. <laughs> The Yogo Shugenjo remind you that this is not a permanent fix and that they highly recommend going to see the Kuni after this ordeal is finished. Can we ask them, um, who are your favorite Kuni? Because we got, uh, we're not on the best terms with some of them. So, you know, if you had to go to one of the Kuni, who would it be? That's a good question, actually. Hmm. Got to be more than just Chiagi. Yeah, it's a whole order of Shugenja. David Blaine. (laughs) (laughs) The head priest that's working on it says that he has very good ties with a Shugenja named Kuni Gozen. He would recommend going to him. He is a Shugenja of the Kuni order of the purifiers that uh, many of the yoga wardmasters and others within the Scorpion clan have worked with in the past. And he's, uh, he's on good terms with the Scorpion clan, and he does... Very good work, and he's a very powerful and insightful Shugenja, and he might be able to help you. Al- okay. Although, and they warn you again, that there isn't really a known way of treating the taint in Rokugan, and we don't know of anybody who can do it for certain. The Kuni, we are just the ones that we believe are the best bet on being able to accommodate sort of this task. And um, what's your name so that we can relay... Uh, right, so the first one is uh, Yogo Takakage, and then there's a woman named Yogo Setsuko. And then um, sidebar to uh, Burrow and Kenji, what was the name of that, the Kuni that was going to the taint? It was Kuni Yori. Kuni Yori. He's, so you don't know anything much about him necessarily. He's the daimyo of the mm. Kuni family, mm-hmm. and there's just some weird rumors going on around about, around him because he reportedly likes to spend time in the Shadowlands by himself. And is he going to be at the Winter Court? Nobody you've talked to said he was going to be there. Man, maybe that's the guy we got to go see. We just need a guest list. Do you do you ask? I don't know. Gozen, yeah, can Gozen we, sounds pretty chill. Can we ask the uh, the Yoga Wardmasters about Kuniyori? And um, they kind of repeat the th- same thing that you've mostly heard about him so far, which is that there's been some really weird rumors going on about him and about how he likes to spend time in the Shadowlands. And how they personally have not reached out to him just because they don't really know where his allegiances lie and they're not certain. But at the same time, they don't necessarily make a big fuss about it either because they're, they don't want to get involved with the politics of the fallout between their two families, between the Yogo and the Kuni. It's kind of one of those don't ask, don't tell sort of situations and they, they think it's best just not to work with him. Okay. Well, thank you for the information. And thank you for performing this ritual on our most beloved friend. He's in very high spirits, as you can tell. Not yeah. Right, <laughs> oh, yeah. Having a great time. Anything else you want to ask them or anything else you want to do with the armor while you have it out right now? Uh, I put it on. We go for a walk. Is there any... Uh, I asked <laughs> them if there's anything they can yes. do to like put Yoshi's mind at ease. <laughs> yeah, can you guys sedate him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a massage or something yeah like a little spirit little spirit head rub or and they say that the spirits of the void and uh, spirits from other realms are often fickle and hard to please um but they say that they'll do their best to try to appease him and uh they they set up the armor in their temple and uh they're they're giving him different sort of uh sacrifices and they're uh, praying to him to try to appease his spirit I want to ask them, um, is this uh, darkness inside me growing still? Or has it been just warded away, like holding it? Or is it still growing? After they put the wards on, you do feel like this this malignance that you can't quite 
put a finger on is sort of slowed a bit. You do feel like it's not, you get a sense like it's not growing. It's still there and it makes you uncomfortable, but it does feel like it's not necessarily getting worse. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I think, I think I'm good. It's probably getting pretty late, right? We should probably, yeah. Or I turn in for the night. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, did you want to do anything in, in the forge? I mean, I don't know how much time you guys want to spell it, spend in Kaiyuden Bayushi because it is getting close to your appointment time and you still have some ways to travel. I don't want to spend that much time. <laughs> That's really. true, yeah. I, I don't mind staying up late. If I've got time to hit the forge and uh, fix my bow, I mean, just just restringing it. it shouldn't take more than, you know, half an hour, hour. Sure. All right, so you go down to the forge. Um, Tomo, give me a TN1 earth smithing check. <laughs> I don't even need a roll for this. Oh, man. oh, but you do. Famous, famous last words. Famous last words. It's like as bad as saying, watch this. Oh, God. I always... It's making me nervous. Wait okay, we're looking good. I see a success. Yeah, I got one success. That's um, all you needed. Yeah, you, you warp the, uh, the, um, the wood back into shape, and you notice that this time it's just as springy as it was the first time you had shaped it, and there's no problem getting it back into the correct shape. Um, maybe restrapping the leather that you had on for the handle, and then you uh, you string it, and uh, you do a few test shots, and it's working just as a bow should, as a Yumi should. Sweet. And um, when I first made the bow, it had the durable property, I believe. Yeah, it was durable. Oh, it was still durable. Nice. It didn't lose that. Okay, cool. Uh, and yeah, you're testing it, and you come to the realization that you think that it just refused to fire at its own kind. And that's all it really come down to. Yeah, stubborn wood. Magical wood. Yeah, magical wood. You know, I get that a lot. What are you going to do? Really? Tell me yeah, that you magic do. wood. I got oh, that okay. magic wood. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Um, she whiz. Willikers. So what now? You guys are still in Cayuden Bayushi. Anything else you want to say or do? And can she uh, roll to uh, not be fatigued anymore? He just needs to sleep. And you guys will get that. You you have some of the most comfortable beds you've ever slept on in your life. I've got a uh, one one thing I'd like to do. Okay. Uh, I want to talk to Subasa. Okay. And tell him, hey Subasa, um, seem like the kind of guy that knows the uh, the back back alleys of this place. I'm looking for some poison. You think uh, you think you can help me out? Why, honorable crab, you are so candid. I'm gonna have you lose honor if you actually say that. You're just a samurai out looking for some poison? <laughs> was, you know, I've, I've learned some skills. And... You don't even want to put it more subtly? Use a medicine check to try to figure out what poisons you might need for a medical concoction and then ask where you can get that? Sorry, I'm just, I shouldn't say that. That's true. Uh, yeah, I guess I am just going about it the most... Uh, Crab way possible? The most scandalous way. <laughs> You're just being blunt. I'm just being blunt. I, I've been studying Subasa, and I've learned some techniques that I think might help... Uh, Keep us safe on the road. I'm looking for any common poisons that I might be able to produce, say, a, a vapor with. I'm trying to vape, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to vape. If you above. if you think it's dishonorable for me to ask, then, uh, I mean, I understand. But then I'm going to get a fat sack. If I'm losing honor, I'm going to get at least, <laughs> <laughs> at least a good amount. He says, I understand your need for asking. However, that's a life that I'm trying to leave behind. Well, thanks. I mean, did you want to make... I, is there like a Do you want to make a skill check? Is there a medicine dealer around maybe? Or is there a legitimate way I could go about... No, I would like to make a skill check. Can you I... want to make a skill check? Yeah, like, I, want to skill con- check. I want to convince skill Subasa. Check. Look, Subasa, I know... You're like, like, I know you have the hookups. I know you've got those connects you don't have to do it yourself i'll make sure you don't command him say don't be a bitch uh, but you know peer pressure, you know, peer so pressure. i could really i could really use this this is gonna help us you're coming with us on the road i'm gonna make sure we're safe so help me help you bro what what's your pretense you're saying that you want medicinal herbs right yeah but i i want poison for my uh... <laughs> right right but really what you want is poison <laughs> yeah for my for my noxious cloud ninjutsu but I can use it when I need to. All right, make a skill check. Uh, what what skill are you going to try to use? I'm not really trying to command him. I, I'm just kind of trying to reason with him. 
like courtesy reason maybe you you can make you can make a medicine check okay you can make a medicine check and reason with him and say listen if i have uh these herbs i can make this salve or this poultice which i can use to heal wounds you know it just so happens that the very specific herb that you need is also a very poisonous toxin okay yeah i can do that uh make a um Hmm. Tn three. I need some explodies for this. I have a um. I have one in medicine. I can help you. Didn't you go to bed? Oh yeah. If a, yeah. But I I all nudged right. him. I was like, hey, we're gonna do some hood right, rat shit. Right, right. We're gonna do some hood rat <laughs> shit, bro. You gotta have Kenshi for that. Uh, right. So you're gonna get a skill dice from him? Yeah. Oh, this looks possible. Oh yeah. Did you do it? I hella did it, yeah. Yeah, I got a... I can keep keep all of these. Yeah, I got um, four successes and one strife. You better take some strife for that. I'm also going to have you lose some honor for this, too. That's okay. I feel like this will be a cool cool ninjutsu when I pull it off. You're going to do this with the emperor or what, bro? (laughs) No, I mean, just just when we need it. When we need it. Subasa has a very disappointed look on his face. Partially in you, but more so in himself. And he says, listen, all right, I know a guy. And he gives you the address of somebody who you can talk to about these, you know, ingredients. Um, he's going to take a, a, he's going to take a little bit of strife for doing this because you're actually, and this is something that you're noticing for the first time, he's, he's actually acting uh, against his ninja right now, Subasa is. Um, so he's gonna take a little bit of strife for helping you with this. What? But, yeah. You're a dick. <laughs> no, Look, Subasa, this isn't easy for me either. He he tells you where to go. <laughs> um, there's a there's a there's a um, a farmer who works here in, here in town who uh, has a a stand, um, and he gives you the directions to the stand. He says. On our way out of town tomorrow, we can swing by the stand, and uh, I can have a few few words with him, and um, he may be able to produce something for you. Thank you, Subasa. I appreciate your help and your uh, discretion. Yeah, and you can tell he's uncomfortable, and you, you can tell he's taking strife from giving you this information. I'm, I'm sorry for uh, putting you in this position, but... Frankly, you're the only person I know who can help me right now. <laughs> Frankly, you're the sketchiest person I know, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you guys are getting ready for the night, and uh, the priests who were making offerings and praying to Yoshi's armor, they bring the armor back in the chest with all its wards on, and they say, and they remind you that it's very important no one finds out what's happened here. They say, I don't think we need to remind you how people in the Empire look down upon the taint and Maho magic. If you were any way associated, if people were to find out that this armor is tainted and that you brought it to the capital, it would be very, very bad for everyone involved. And he says that um, not everyone is as sympathetic toward your cause as Lord Bayushi showed you. So you should be very careful and use the utmost discretion. Of course, we we, we understand will. the dangers. We thank you again for performing the ritual, and I'll be back once this is all said and done to spend some time studying it, studying it with you all. Okay, and then um, they bow out, and you guys turn in for the night. You guys wake up the next day, and. Uh, the guides leave you lead you out of the castle, and uh, <laughs> it's funny because last night you couldn't figure out where you were in the castle at all because they led you through all these sliding doors and up up and down these staircases and around the whole castle. It felt like, and you're walking for a very long time, and then leaving the castle, um, you just turn a left outside your door, you walk down some stairs, and then the main entrance is right there. Hmm. <laughs> They're tricking us. Very cool. Giving us the runaround. And then they graciously escort you outside of the palace. And then you guys are down into uh, the city beneath the palace. On your way outside of town, Subasa, you know, mentions to uh, Tomo. He says, right here, this is the guy. And you see sort of a, a meager farmer 
selling fruits at our fruit stand. Tsubasa dismounts his horse, has a few words with the man, and then he walks into a, uh, a uh, kind of a shack in front of the stand, and he's in there for a little while until he comes back out. He mounts his horse, and he hands Tomo a uh, small brown bag. And I, I nod at Tsubasa, and I accept the bag. <laughs> bag um, handoff. Mechanically, the the ninjutsu I want to use takes two doses of poison per use. Okay. Ooh, how many doses of poison you think Tsubasa would have gotten? Say like either four or six, eight, if you're feeling real generous. Uh, I'm going to roll a d6. How about that? All right. Two. Two doses of poison. All right. You have enough for one. I can do it one time. One time for now. I open up the bag and... Man, this guy kind of skimped me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I put it away. Hey, Uh, you're going to share that? It's a little bit light, bro. Do you say that? No, I don't. Uh, I I put soup (laughs) through enough. So you're looking at it and it's... um, it's a fine brown powder. It smells like bitter almonds. And you know this as a poison called ketsu. And what does ketsu do? Ketsu prevents white blood cells from absorbing oxy- oxygen. So the victim, quote unquote, suffocates to death. Fuck. Damn, that's tight. <laughs> that's yeah, a good poison. That's uh, dark as hell. Uh, obvious symptoms of ketsu poisoning are lack of breath, wheezing, Headache and rapid pulse, and I yeah I, I stuff it away. Um, I guess I I would I would mention it to uh, Burrow and Kenshi. I'm not trying to keep any secrets from them. If I let them know, hey guys, I'm holding. You know, that's, so. that's, don't touch this bag. It's not that's seasoning. Some, that's some pretty powerful stuff. If you're taking off humans, at least yeah, don't let it fall into the wrong hands, or don't use oh. it on humans mostly we want to incapacitate at most we don't want to have them look die if we need to use it i got it all right i i trust your judgment tomo you haven't led us astray before tomo what's your honor rank you keep my that honor rank on. is five lose five honor God damn damn all right just for holding but in the streets, you get five points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're street cred. What's your street cred for rank? your school duggery? <laughs> what is this, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Basically, man, this was such an atrocious hit of honor that Burrow announced, or uh, that Nick announced it during the episode. Didn't even wait till mm-hmm. the next episode. <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah, I have awesome. to sit and think about it, or sometimes yeah. I'll be like, be doing something else, and I'll be like, that was pretty. Sketchy. They should probably lose honor for that. This is just an <laughs> obvious breach of honor. Come on. Eliciting the use of poison. I didn't even consider it, but yeah. Scumbag. Scumbag, Scumbag governor. Scumbag. You're a governor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. Governor Tomo. <laughs> no, no respectable governor has ever poisoned his opponents. Come on. What do I look like? Crooked Governor Tomo is out <laughs> to win another election. Vote no on Tomo. <laughs> That's pretty convincing. You might you might just convince me not to vote for him. Yeah. So you guys are you guys are headed um, outside of town and away from Kaiyuden Bayushi and its surrounding town, and uh, you guys are riding off towards uh, the spine of the world and Baden Pass with the mountains looming over you, traveling northeast. It's a cold day. The rain is pouring, and you can see that this the lower peaks of the mountains are already covered in snow, and you guys are dreading. The, uh, the coming trek across the mountains. And behind you is Kaiyuden Bayushi, and you're, you're thinking about the exchange you just had with the champion of the Scorpion Clan and um, the deal that you've made with him, how he's willingly helping you hide the mask, or, or sorry, mask the fact that Yoshi's armor is tainted. And um, you're still making up how you feel about that. And you travel northeast into the cold, and that's where we're going to end today's episode. It's getting chilly. Yeah. I yeah. I wasn't really contemplating it anymore, but now you're making me think about how I feel about it. Man, how do I feel about it? Tell us. <laughs> On the behind the show. That's what I was about to say. Oh, 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 man, we're getting better at this teaser stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. 
Yeah, thanks a lot. It's a good plot episode. Yeah, plot episode. This is the uh, the opposite of that episode where we were just fighting the stone commie the whole time. Although I am kind of getting the itch to fight something again. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a little my trigger fingers a little itchy now that I got my bow back too. I didn't didn't feel like rolling any dice this episode. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You rolled that one d six for me. They looked real pretty on the table though. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 12 of season two of Podcast of the Five Rings. If you like what you heard, check out our website, podcastofthefiverings.com, for show notes and links to more content relating to this episode. We now have a Patreon. You can subscribe to at patreon.com slash pot5r for access to two new bonus shows and other exclusive patron-only content. Leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts and like and subscribe to the show wherever you are listening to this podcast. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora, whatever floats your boat. You can tweet at us on Twitter at Pot5R and follow us on Instagram at Podcast of the Five Rings. We also have a subreddit that you can contribute to and catch uh, updates on the latest episodes. That is r slash pot5r. We also have a Discord server where we like to chat with the fans and answer questions and where we offer exclusive benefits uh, to our Patreon subscribers. Uh, So you can hop in there by going to our website, podcastofthefiverings.com, and hitting the link. I want to take a second to shout out our contributors to the show. Dylan Munoz for doing all the album art for this show. Album, the season one album art, season two album art. Now behind the Shoji. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that behind the Shoji art? Behind the Shoji art is yes. hot. That's my fan. Yeah, that's fan. my personal Wookie. favorite. It is top tier. And he's going to be doing the art for Yoshi's Tales as well. So we're mm-hmm. really excited to see what he's Got in store, and that is at Dylan Munoz Tattoo on Instagram. That's Dylan with an O. Oh. <laughs> I want to shout out Brandon Spain for helping make the music for our episodes. Shout out, Brandon. And does anybody else have anyone they want to uh, they want to shout out? Shout out veterans. I was about to say that. Dang veterans. you. Gosh. You say it again, Nick. Gosh darn dang you, sir. Yeah, um, shout out to the veterans if you're a military veteran yeah yep. everyone here at pop 5r we uh mm-hmm. we salute you we thank you yeah, yeah. and then i also want to uh shout out evan from crimson gold agonies and secondhand strife some other l5r actual play podcasts for running us through a l5r one shot at the bgg at home con because by the time this episode comes out we will have played it yeah and i'm sure it was a blast Oh, Thanks, yeah. Evan. No, no, no. It it was a blast. You did it a killer a job. Time. We are recording this preemptively, but I know that you're gonna kill it. And at this point, you have killed it. I'm speaking about mm-hmm. the, I'm speaking about the future in the past. Yeah. And I can tell you, it's good. good Shout stuff. out to that great job that Evan Air did. Dabs. Yeah. Air Dabs. Air Dabs. Thanks for future having us. Air Dabs. Thanks for making us aware of the con uh, in the Discord channel. And yeah, it was a good time. I, I don't have any other shoutouts. Um. My well has run dry. Well, I think that just leaves us with the farewells. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Welcome to the Bad Shoji. Bye. Bye. Bad Shoji. <laughs>
For several days, they watch as the apprentice slowly molds the hunk of metal into a katana fit for a true warrior. After a week of strenuous work, the sword and its matching saya are finally complete. The blade has been stricken of all imperfections, and its edge has been honed to razor sharpness. The master gives a curt nod of approval, and calls for a priest to come bless the sword. Soon, the priest is seated in his fine robes, offering prayers to the blade, and washing it in sanctified oils. It's the Sealy. When the priest's rituals are complete, he tells the young apprentice that the kami spoke to him and said that the sword was destined for greatness. The next day, the apprentice and his master set up shop in the provincial capital to sell their wares. Early in the morning, a proud samurai comes to their shop to eye their work. It's Hufsta. He wields the apprentice's sword and quickly looks displeased. The samurai remarks that the blade is poorly balanced and that the hilt is uncomfortable in his hands. He demands the blade be sold to him at a discount, insisting that it's the only way the sword will be sold. The apprentice and the master do not budge on the sword, so the samurai leaves their shop angry and whispering things under his breath. Later that same day, a daimyo of great wealth and status comes to their shop, brought in by rumors of the master's renown for swordsmithing. It's Evan S. Him and his cast of retainers fill the shop, and the master becomes too preoccupied by formalities to watch his wares. Seizing this opportunity, a thief watching the swords from across the road enters the shop. It's Nick W. While everyone is distracted by the daimyo's presence, he attempts to steal the apprentice's sword. One of the lord's retainers sees this transgression and calls out to the thief from across the shop. The apprentice, who happened to be standing near the thief, sprung into action. They drew their sword from its saya as the thief was attempting to take it and slew him in one stroke. The daimyo was thoroughly impressed. He took the sword from the apprentice and wiped the blood from their blade. The daimyo knew immediately that he must own this sword, its sharpness, its beauty, its ease of use, and most importantly, its ability to strike down the wicked. He bought the sword for more than the swordsmiths were asking for and invited the apprentice to serve in his castle. Thank you all for listening. If you want to be included in these personalized shoutouts, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash pot5r to become a Daimyo supporter. Thanks again, guys. Bye.